0: Hello, it's Elaine, and I want to start today a little different, because this podcast is going to be different. I want to read you a quote from Richard Branson. If you opt for a safe life, you'll never know what it's like to win. To me, a safe life, or what we call staying in your comfort zone, is a long, slow, painful march to the end of your life. There's no excitement. There's no fears, no thrill of the unknown, no deep-seated excitement about trying something very different. And for all those who say that everything good that can come to you is outside your comfort zone, I say a great Hells yeah. But it's not always easy. And based on a lot of what this podcast has come to be about, it's more about keeping your head above water and putting one foot in front of the other so that you can keep breathing. It's about those those simple moments where you make the choice to go on. But today, we're totally changing it up. Because on the topic of outside your comfort zone, of not living a safe life, is doing the things you've either put off for a long time, or doing the things that truly terrify you. And I have to say, what you're going to hear is all of the above for me, something I put off for decades and decades. And it's something that truly terrifies me. But it's something, if I'm honest, that I've wanted to do since I was a child. And with that in mind, About 18 months ago, I attended a comedy camp. At the end of the comedy camp, I got to do six minutes on stage in Ottawa at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club. It was the most terrifying evening of my life. I was alternately feeling ecstatic and terrified and wanting to vomit and wanting to pass out and wanting to vomit. And I just kept thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? What am I doing here? And yet I went through with it. I did those six minutes. I got that applause. And, I'll say, for those six minutes, I was truly 100% present, alive, and in the moment. Every single moment. And that led me to where we are now. Last Saturday evening... I took to the stage for the second time to do stand-up comedy at a different club called One Up and it's the Don't Quit Your Day Job Comedy Evening. The hosts, uh, Felice Miranda and Ari Black are really lovely people and there was a, a full lineup for the evening I had spoken about this thanks to uh, the world's best comedy coach, Judy Kroon, who introduced me to Felice. And just a few short weeks before, I had said yes. I would definitely consider going on stage. And when, uh, the week before the 11th of May, That Friday, uh, which was eight days or nine days before, when I got the text stating that uh, they had room for me on the roster, I said yes, immediately. And then (laughs) uh, the nerves started, feeling like I was going to vomit, being terrified, not knowing if I'd pass out. All of those things went through my head. And, as another friend, Kathy Donovan always says, I reached in deep and called on courage to get me to go ahead. And that's what this podcast is. It's the sound recording of my second time on stage doing stand-up comedy, I sincerely hope you enjoy and see that this lighter bit of life is part of it too. And I say, if there's something you can do that gives you joy, that you can hang on to, that you can pull out on those days where you need something to help lift you up, then I say, go for it. Go for it with all the gusto you can muster. Because we're not here for a safe life, are we? Let's get out there, because I'd love to hear about you winning, too. I hope you enjoy. It's
1: Glamour with an L. I like luxury, glamour, and my grandkids. In fact, I love my grandkids so much, I want to see them every day. In photos. Kids are much better behaved in photos. During the day, I'm a digital integration strategist. That's SEO and social media. And I'll bet I'm not the vision you have when you think social media maven. You're thinking millennial, right? Cool hair, funky clothes, on the leading, bleeding edge of technology. Well, guess what? I'm all that, and I make a mean avocado toast. <clears throat> I have to say, Most people
0: Uh, have cats and
1: dogs for pets. My pet now is peeves. And my pet peeve is stupidity. As I get older, I find it weird that so many really smart people get scammed so easily. I mean, isn't it crazy? Honestly, think Revenue Canada is going to let you pay your bill with iTunes cards? <laughs> <laughs> They're out there. <laughs> and social media has really opened up the world to everybody. One example: Nigerian princes. <laughs> um, there seem to be an awful lot of Nigerian princes. I mean, are there no codders? No serfs? Who is hasn't bit a ruling? Or is that maybe why they have so much time to be sending us email? Something else that's really kind of bizarre online is all these chain letters. Now you get them through Facebook and everywhere else. It's copy and paste, send to 20 of your dearest friends, blah, blah, blah. I have to tell you, this is just a hack attack. You know, it's really hackers heaven out there. And the more people send these out, oh lord. Hackers heaven to me, I picture this big basement. It's full of long, long banks of bean bag chairs, bongs, handheld controllers. And a whole bank flashing numbers and code over and over just waiting for that next iTunes card. <laughs> <laughs> Living in Ottawa can be a little bit difficult late in the fall. You know, it seems to me that there's a syndrome that people come down with. i have given it an acronym because, of course, we're a federal town. And the acronym is D-U-M-B. That's Don't Understand Meteorology Brain. See, every year we get snow and ice and blizzards. And the seems everybody forgets how to drive. It's like go-karts on parade. I think we need a course. Maybe a single class or perhaps a series. You know, module one can be this is snow. Yeah. Module two is this is ice. And module three is this is snow and ice. And don't drive like an F in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a parent. Have to be a parent, I guess. We like to have some family fun. And, well, wow. Kids are so gullible. <laughs> kids ask so many questions. And that's how they learn. But nobody said you can't have fun with them. So when our kids were little, we used to travel by car a lot. And you know, every highway has those signs, Dear crossing. So I told the kids, that was a specialized skill. And you had to work really hard to become one of those trainers. Because it took a lot to train those deer to only cross at those signs. <laughs> this one time we're going to Montreal, and the kids, for the first time, saw a moose crossing sign. Was like, oh my God! Their eyes were like saucers. I said, "Well, guess what? Those guys, they get paid double." Because <laughs> moose are really stubborn. I really love animals, including fish. But back in the 90s, we had a pool and a pond that we stocked with five red-gold, red-orange goldfish. They were just small fish
0: for a while.
1: (laughs) And uh, come fall, my hubby. Rumor. Decides to put the fish in my pool. Whoopsie. See, had, Hubby doesn't swim. Had to save them. As a matter of fact, my pool is his kryptonite. I can often be heard to say, Stop pissing me off, or you're going in the pool. <laughs> Not funny. Come that next spring thanks to the pungent odor in the yard and the brown sludge that was my pool. I told them it was time for Hubby to take a dip. Kids and Hubby are running around the pool with skimmer nets trying desperately to get these little fish. To no avail, I got bored. I calmly walked into the pool shed, mixed up a bucket of chlorine. And then I, too, walked around the pool, (laughs) dropping in some chlorine. (laughs) My son was panicked. All of a sudden, like magic, those little fish start popping up to the top of the pool. And he's running around with his net, catching the fish, running them over to the pond. I didn't have the heart to tell him they were already half dead so I sent him away for the rest of the day because I didn't want him to see the bodies <laughs> uh, and I immediately jumped in the car and went to the nearest pet store I was going to replace those five fish oh, damn my luck they only had four red gold fish but they did have one white one and he had a little bit of red on the top fin and I figured, oh, what the hell? I need five, So, So I took them home, popped him in the pond, forgot about it. Next morning, son comes into the house. Mom, come outside. Work like, right now. I said, what is your problem? Come see what you've done. you bleached my fish. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm really lucky that there was no social media back then. Because I bet that would have gone viral. And I'd be the heartless serial goldfish murderer who scarred her kid for life. The good thing that came out of it is now my kids know. I'm not joking. Don't piss me off. You're going to swim with the fishes. (laughs) And by the way, it's over 20 years later So I haven't toured him yet. painfully actually came antisocial. It, not me, I'm happy to connect with people. As a matter of fact, I've already checked y'all out. Because it's not just those basement-dwelling hackers who know how to use tech. Thanks very much. I'll be